Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to our show. We have lots of fun for you today, folks. You'll be hearing critics and comedians roast me and my award-winning memoir, Confessions of a Movie Addict. And of course, I'll have to defend myself, so you'll hear the dramatization of an unusual interview included in the book and much more. Plus, you have the opportunity to enter our random drawing for a copy of Confessions of a Movie Addict, either the paperback or ebook. I'll give instructions for that drawing later in the show. But first, I want to mention that the chat room is open, and we really appreciate the people who sign up to participate, as well as all our other listeners, of course. Now, on with the show. I wanted to spend today giving more attention to Confessions of a Movie Addict because August 2nd of last week marked four years since my publisher launched the ebook Kindle version on Amazon.com. I thought the best way to do that was to schedule another book giveaway and to listen again to reviewers talk about the book. I hope today's show will encourage new movie fans to buy a copy. This is very important to me because my author's royalties for this book are donated to the Film Foundation, a nonprofit organization founded by Martin Scorsese to help with film preservation. Confessions of a Movie Addict is available at Amazon.com in both the paperback and Kindle ebook format. It's also available on Barnes & Noble and on the Wheatmark publishing site. If you prefer buying it at one of your favorite bookstores, just ask them to order it for you. But I know what you're thinking. Why should you buy a copy of this book? Well, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> if you enjoy humor, you will get lots of laughs from the book. It's very funny. If you are a movie fan, you'll learn behind-the-scenes information about veteran movie stars and current actors. If you like information about films, you'll have a resource book with reviews of over 70 films released during 2000 and 2001, including American Psycho, Bride of Chucky, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Gladiator, A Knight's Tale, Legally Blonde, Moulin Rouge, The Princess Diaries, Shanghai New, Noon, Space Cowboys, Unbreakable, What Lies Beneath, Wonder Boys, and the very first X-Men movie. If you are a wannabe film critic, you'll learn details about what that job involves. If you are over 50 years of age, you'll enjoy nostalgic elements that go back as far as the 1930s. If you are worried about whether or not you're a movie addict, you can discover the truth by completing my movie addiction checklist. And seven, 
uh, there are seven reasons that I've listed here, and the last one I have here, which probably uh, there are probably many more reasons, but this one is very important. You'll be making a uh, donation to the Film Foundation, which will help film preservation projects. Now, dear listeners, the 15-minute tape you are about to hear is from an episode in which we celebrated the Kindle ebook launch, which was created by the wizardly Denise Casino and took place on the 10th anniversary of the paperback release. Most of the discussion came as quite a surprise to me, and, and you'll see why. I had invited guests who already reviewed the book, and so I expected to hear uh, praise. But instead, the show turned into kind of a roast-the-host event, and I loved every minute of it. Now, the people representing the uh, comedy world in, um, in this uh, kind of roast are Warren Epstein, a stand-up comic who now serves as arts and culture editor for the Colorado Springs Gazette, and comedian Nancy Lombardo. We all know uh, Nancy, the hilarious uh, host of the con comedy concept show here on blog talk radio and people representing the uh, uh film critics are film historian james colt harrison entertainment journalist diana sanger and mad movie man a.j hawkery let's listen to them now you'll remember the first person who reacted to the book was warren epstein who is now arts and culture editor for the Colorado Springs Gazette, and his comments uh, comments were written for the back page. When I when I read them, I was shocked. I tell you, <laughs> and that's why I've asked Warren to call in today. I hope that he has been able to do that. Let's see if if we can he get is. him on the line here. Is Warren here? I am. Hi. Are you joking? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Welcome to Movie Addict Headquarters, Warren. Well, thank you, and happy anniversary. Well, thank you, uh, 10 years, and who would have thought? And you and I were just uh, going to movies back there and film festivals and, and uh, having fun, and we didn't know that you were going to become a VIP editor. <laughs> so, <laughs> so congratulations on, on but that. But I, I have to say that those times when we were, you know, the, the, the folks who don't know, know about what it's like to be a movie critic, one of the great joys for me was that you were in this sort of, catch of of like-minded people who would go to these press-only screenings, and everybody had their own seat, and you don't want to dare get in Bob Dennerstein's seat, or all hell's going to break loose, and and, 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 I, and I love that, the camaraderie that everybody had, and um, and you see the same faces at the, at the film festivals and, and all that, and I remember probably the first movie that I got to review was, uh, you'll remember the movie Shine. Oh, yeah. With uh, Jeffrey Rush, and it's a very moving movie anyway. But I remember I was teary-eyed, and I thought, you know, part of the reason I was teary-eyed was the thinking, "Geez, I'm getting paid to do this. This is amazing." <laughs> and so, even though you know, I, I love my job now as the arts and culture editor at the Gazette, I I, I sorely miss the days where where I was just hanging back in the dark movie theater watching great movies with you guys. Well, we we miss you too, uh, and. Uh, even though you even though you wrote what you did right. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you want me to share this? This was. I do. I do because I've, I've for ten years now, I've been waiting to hear you 
<laughs> say these words in your very own voice. And so that's, you know, I'm so glad that you called in. So Oh, it's my pleasure. So go and, ahead. And, so go ahead. And, and I want I folks to know that that uh, that Bezos does have a thick skin. And and I I mean this in all seriousness when I say I hate Betty Jo Tucker. As a, as a fellow Colorado film critic, I've loathed her for years. Sure, you can call it professional jealousy, but see it from my perspective. We all go to film the film festival. Most of us get an article or two out of it. Betty Jo gets an adventure. She ends up being served dinner by the filmmakers, for heaven's sake. I mean, well, now I have to put up with her book. Confessions of a Movie Addict, and believe me, it's about as Betty Jo as it can be. She takes us behind the scenes of the entertainment industry, sharing her favorite celebrity interviews and revealing her personal connections and passions for the movies, yada, 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 as if we care. I mean, come on. Okay. The mishap about her first uh, porn film had me laughing, but just a little y- you'll You'll probably read this book and fall in love with Betty Jo. See if I care.
to read to read that uh, that review for our listeners and and well, uh, the, sure. Yeah, well, you know, I tried to think of something nice to say about the book, but I couldn't come up with anything. I read the book again. I read the book again, and I I came up with even less. So I I jotted down a few notes, and and here they are. If Oscars were given for the funniest book of the year, then Confessions of a Movie Addict by Betty Jo Tucker would win, hands down. Yay! (laughs) Film critic Tucker is as starstruck today as she was as a little girl when she was frightened out of her wits by Frankenstein, and later in high school when she did impersonations of Rita Hayworth singing, Put the blame on Maine, boys. (laughs) She, She fell hopelessly in love with the movies and movie stars. The affection she developed warped her mind from that point on to her present-day success as a film critic. It has been said you have to be nuts to be a movie critic, and Tucker would probably agree. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Tucker takes us through her life in a chatty, gossipy way that serves the book's topic well. She regales us with hilarious personal encounters with movie stars and directors. Her unique and jolly way of looking at films is sampled in the reviews that are included in the book. If you love movies as much as I do, you'll love Confessions of a Movie Addict. I haven't had so much fun since I watched a Laurel and Hardy comedy. Short of doing pratfalls, Tucker will set you laughing out loud with her confessions. Oh, wow, what a great review, James. Whenever I whenever I feel a little down, I reread that review, and I'm a happy camper again, and I... I, I kind of uh, feel a little embarrassed when you mentioned about put the Rita Hayworth and put the blame on Maine. <laughs> well, I'm going to let you forget that. No, actually, actually, James, actually, James, I think she did include the Pratt Falls because there was the tripping the Dows uh, segment of the book. <laughs> yes, that's true. But but what, well, I, when I was imitating Rita Hayworth with uh, put the blame on Maine, yeah, it was a high school assembly, and I was going for seductive. That's what I, you know, the seductive Rita Hayward. Uh-huh, yeah. And the people, I don't know why the people in the uh, audience were laughing, but that just made me very angry. <laughs> and then, you know what they started, what my nickname became as a result of that? Torchy. Torchy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I I love that review. I, I appreciate it so oh, much. thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, hey, James, I see that your San Diego colleague uh, Diana Sanger is calling now, so let's see what she's up to. Oh, good. Di- yeah, Diana. I'm Hi. doing great, Betty Joe. and I just re-looked at your book last night, and you know what? I what? agree with Warren. I hate you, too. <laughs> <laughs> we all it's even you. better the second time around, just like love. <laughs> oh. oh, I should know about that, too. <laughs> yeah. That's another. That's a whole other story. But you know, Diana, none of my books would have been written without your support and encouragement. You were the motivating force, and I, I appreciate that so much. And you gave me. So some days you love me, and some days you hate me for it, right? Well, yeah. Well, true. That's true. But mostly love. But you did give me another important quote in your review when you wrote, "Movie fans will have a blast reading Confessions of a Movie Addict." And you know what? We've gotten a lot of mileage out of that quote. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You know what one but, sentence jumped out at me last night was, 
How far will film critics go, will film companies go to shock today's adult audiences? And I just laughed. It's like, well, look where we've come in 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. Diana. Well, I think you probably um, identified with with a lot of with a lot of things a lot of things in the book, and I I'm so happy to know that you you reread it and you really did have a blast reading. Well, it is. I mean, your 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 reviews are so insightful. You know, you have a wonderful natural ability to um, get entertainment. People like you know was said. You know, just. You know, invite you for dinner. Good grief! You know, we can't even get their picture, and you've got all their pictures all over your book, and they answer any question you ask. You're just a great critic and a great author, and of course, a great radio host too. We love you. Oh, hate and love. Thank you. And you know, it's, one of the things I wanted to point out is how easy it is, especially if you do this for a long time, to get cynical. And yes. one of the things that Betty Jo has never lost is that childlike enthusiasm about going to the drive-in movie or whatever, you know, from when you were a kid. It just really comes through. Yes, oh, yes, and it's it's, it's getting uh, kind of harder and harder to maintain that. <laughs> <laughs> the movies that you have <laughs> the movies that, are, that are out. But, but you know what? I, uh, Lauren, I have a very high tolerance for, for bad movies. Because yeah, I I even like I even like the bad movies because I can come and talk with uh, with the with uh, the people on Movie Attic headquarters <laughs> with my friends Diana and Jane. and really have fun with the deconstruction of you know and, and I miss that I I actually do miss because now I still I'll still see all the good movies but I never see the bad movies anymore because I'm paying my own eight dollars you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, it may, and it Warren, that's really true. When our film critics vote, because some of the movies that Betty Jo votes for for you know favorite movie of the year, some of our critics just roll their eyes, and I go, "Get over <laughs> it, it's Betty Jo." Were we seeing the same movie? <laughs> there's something going on this weekend here that you guys would love in Colorado Springs what? at the Fine Arts Center. They're doing. The Sound of Music, talk about restoration, they got a great restored print, and they do a sing-along with The Sound of Music. So everybody goes there to sing along. That would, and where, that? Is that? where is that happening? Fine Arts Center, Colorado Springs Fine Arts Center. Yeah, that's just a hop and a skip away from me, so I'm, I'm glad, to, glad to hear what, about that. So what that. do you guys think about that idea, that you're showing movies as interactive sing-alongs? <laughs> They do that quite often here in one of our areas in San Diego. It, it's oh, pretty popular. Greece would be would be a good one. Oh yeah. To do that, to do a sing along with uh, with Greece. So I, I haven't attended one of these, but I'm going to keep my eye out for that. I think I might do you it. know, you know, there's there's another person who really had fun with the book, and I was hoping that uh, she would be calling in. Um, Nancy Lombardo, uh, another comedian, Lauren. Nancy, are you are you on the line? I have confidence in confidence alone. It's easy to see why I have confidence in me. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy is on the line. Nancy, thank you yes. for that five-star review on Amazon.com. You're the only person who said my book should be made into a movie, and since I'm a movie addict, that, that got me really excited. 
Why? Well, why would it make why, a good well, movie? Well, I, I loved it. I, well, it was well written and it was very informative. But you could just tell your whole passion for it. But the underlying story, uh, or the story within a story, was your whole um, how many degrees you have, uh, <laughs> tripping over the thing, and an ambulance coming, and <laughs> a movie theater just because you love the movie so much. But then getting married, getting remarried. But the whole time, just maintaining your passion for films. You never let it go. And I just think it's a great story there that you'd never let it go, that you just had a passion for this, the lights, the screens, the dark rooms, the whole magic of the whole thing, which I still think. Every time I go into a movie theater, I'm entering a cathedral of some kind because it's, oh. just, it's just a mystery. It's just a magical thing. The, no matter what, I'm, I'm like going, how are they? I don't, you don't even question it. You just watch it. So it's an yes. amazing thing. And Nancy, you had experience in uh, film. I mean, you're not, yeah. uh, you're also an actress along with a comedian. So, uh, and you You're still... mostly television, but yes, yes, but I love, I love it. But the fact you really know your stuff, and I just think that the story of a woman who is, who's followed her passion would just make a great movie. And that's what you've done. And you've incorporated well, it to those around you as well. <laughs> well, but, but the important thing, do you think it, it should it be a comedy or a drama? <laughs> uh, should it be a should comedy a or a drama? You're asking a comedian? Should it be a comedy or a drama? I think it should be along the lines of a stage door-esque truth and witty funny movie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, 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 and knowing Betty Jo, it's got to be a musical. <laughs> yes, it should definitely be a musical. Thanks to Warren, James, Diana, and Nancy for that entertaining discussion. And special thanks to Mad Movie Man, A.J. Hockery, for saying that any movie version of my book has to be a musical. As I explained in my memoir, I loved those MGM musicals. I always knew something special was in store. Every time Mickey Rooney said to Judy Garland, let's put on a show. I didn't care about the strikingly similar plots and the characters and so on. That didn't faze me. could hardly wait for the dancing and singing to begin. In fact, I want to hear Mickey and Judy right now. And we just happen to have a clip with both of them from the MGM musical Words and Music. Uh, Mel, uh, take I Wish I Were in Love Again, will you? <laughs> You don't know that I felt good when we up and parted. You don't know I knocked on wood, gladly broken hearted. Worrying through, I sleep all night, appetite and health restored. You don't know how much we're born. Sleepless nights, the daily fights, the quick toboggan when you reach the heights. I miss the kisses and I miss the bites. I wish I were in love again. The broken days, the endless waits, the lovely loving and the hateful hates, the conversation with the flying plates. I wish I were in love again. No more pain. No more strain. Now I'm saying bye. The fine mismating of a him and her We've, We've learned, learned our lesson, lesson but we wish we were in love again 
blackened eye. The words I'll love you till the day I die. The self-deception that believes the lie. Love congeals, it soon reveals The fade aroma of performing seals The double crossing of a pair of eels I wish I were in love again No more care No despair I'm all there now But I'd rather be punched from Believe me, sir, I much prefer The classic battle of a him and her We don't like quiet and we wish we were in love Mickey and Judy, we miss you both so much. Of course, by now, most regular listeners know my all-time favorite movie is Singing in the Rain. I was absolutely bowled over by the great dancing by Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, and Debbie Reynolds. And speaking of Debbie, one of my favorite sections of Confessions of a Movie Addict deals with covering the opening of her Hollywood Museum in Las Vegas, which sadly is no longer there. I understand that Debbie has auctioned off her amazing collection of film costumes and props. And I'm sure you know, folks, that Debbie can sing as well as dance. So let's take a short musical interlude and listen to one of her favorite tunes.
uh, film critic. I worked in the field of education, and one of my positions that, that I held for a time was Dean of Women at Pueblo Junior College. It required high moral standards. Counseling female students with their problems and supervising discipline were among the various duties assigned to me. One fateful night at the movies, my chances of being effective in such a capacity almost faded into oblivion. Every weekend, Larry and I always sat in the sixth row from the screen while watching movies at the Uptown Theater. On the night in question, we tried to sneak into Pueblo's first X-rated film, one with a title I've repressed. We arrived a little late, so the movie had already started, and I was eager to get to our regular seat, so I went ahead of Larry. Gazing up at the opening scene, I walked briskly down the aisle of the dark theater. That's the last thing I remember, before waking up to see paramedics standing over me, giving me oxygen. I had fallen over a picket fence placed in the aisle to keep people from going into the first few rows because they were being repaired. As the paramedics carried me from the theater, I heard someone standing in the ticket line shout, Look, there's our dean of women. She probably fainted. Wow, this must be a really hot flick. Well, as you can see, I survived, folks, but not necessarily with my dignity intact. Now, we'll reveal more about the book right after I explain how to enter our random drawing for a copy of Confessions of a Movie Addict, which, by the way, won a first place in the Royal Dragonfly Book Awards back in 2012. Okay, the contest is very simple. Just send me an email at realtalk at comcast.net, that's R-E-E-L, realtalk at comcast.net, with book drawing in the subject line. Your name will then be entered into the drawing, and the deadline is August 28th. I think it's important to emphasize that I wrote Confessions of a Movie Addict to celebrate my love affair with the cinema, one that's lasted over half a century, and it was such fun to write. As I mentioned before, the book includes personal movie-related anecdotes, my favorite celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes entertainment information, over 70 film reviews, hilarious encounters with movie stars and filmmakers, where the joke is always on me. I guess you could call it a warts-and-all approach to writing. Here are some of the interviews included Angelina Jolie, Aidan Quinn, Ian McKellen, Annette Benning, Willem Dafoe, Tony Shalhoub, Guy Pearce, Aaron Eckhart, and many, many more. Also are included some very unusual interviews, like this one that we dramatized for you on Movie Addict Headquarters. It's my strange interview with an animated crustacean from The Little Mermaid, Honest. May I speak with Sebastian the Crab, please? Hello. Who is this person who wants to talk to me? Hi, Sebastian. It's Betty Jo Tucker. I'm one of your biggest fans. Who is in? What do you want to know? Well, for one thing, how in the world did you enjoy the job of watching over Ariel, the little mermaid, to keep her out of trouble? Have you ever held a greasy fish in your hand? <laughs> That's what it's like. She's very slippery, that Ariel, but she's flambunctious. That's my $200 word. 
<laughs> That's a really great word. And You know, I'm also wondering if you have any advice for other crustaceans who might get offered a similar job. Stay in your shell. Don't get out of the water, because the only one who can take care of Ariel is me. You're probably right, Sebastian. But tell me, do you think Ariel and Prince Eric lived happily ever after? Oh, I know they did. I saw them two days ago. Ah, so what were they, I mean, they doing? Watching The Lion King on TV. Ah, and enjoying every minute, I'm sure. Now, I know you have to get back under the sea, so thanks for talking with me, Sebastian. It's been a real pleasure to interview such a famous crustacean. <laughs> thanks to Morgan Lawrence for his remarkable voice talent. He sounds just like Samuel L. Wright, the actor who did that voice in the film. I did a phone interview with Mr. Wright and took a risk by asking him if Sebastian was around. He said, well, I think he's scurrying somewhere around here. So I asked if he would put him on the phone, and that's what happened, an interview with a crustacean. What fun. But hey, I also performed a public service by creating a checklist for movie addiction and including it at the beginning of the book to help each reader find out if he or she is a bona fide movie addict. And I'm happy to share that checklist with listeners now. But I'll give you time to get a pencil and paper during these brief messages from two loyal listeners. Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Joe Tucker on Movie You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Attic Headquarters. And now back to our feature. Nancy and Steve for those fun promos. I really appreciate them. Okay, folks, are you ready for the movie attic checklist? Okay, there are 11 questions. Each one requires a yes or no answer, and uh, you have to you're on the on your honor, so you have to be truthful about it. Here we go. Question number 1, when you haven't seen a movie for over a week, do your eyes twitch and your hands shake? Question number two, do you have periods of blackouts when all you can remember is what happened in the last film you saw? Number three, do you avoid anyone who doesn't like movies? Number four, if you can't buy a ticket to a movie, do you try to talk someone into buying one for you? Number five, do you get defensive when someone accuses you of seeing too many movies? Number six, do you find globs of old ticket stubs stuck together with mason dots in the bottom of your purse or pockets? Number seven, have you ever taken money from a child's piggy bank to pay for admissions to the movies? Be honest. Number eight, do you sometimes tell coworkers you have an important meeting to attend but go to a matinee instead? 
Number nine, have you actually paid money to see an Adam Sandler film? Number 10, would you rather eat stale popcorn for lunch than a juicy hamburger? And finally, is your conversation filled with comments like, show me the money, may the force be with you, and you can't handle the truth? All right, count up your number of yeses. If you answered yes to six or more of the questions, you're a true movie addict. Welcome to the club, and you're in the right place here at Movie Addict Headquarters. Because our time is almost up, quickly I want to give um, uh, the instructions to the book drawing. Just email me at realtalk at comcast.net, put book drawing in the subject line, and your name will then be entered into the drawing. The deadline is August 28th, and I hope we get lots of entries. Time to wrap things up now, so here's a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support. Thanks to Warren, James, Diana, Nancy, and AJ for their reactions to Confessions of a Movie Addict. Thanks also to our chatters and other listeners. Special thanks to our producer extraordinaire, Nikki Starr, who's been with us from the very beginning, as well as to Richard B. Smart, Danny Dyer, and Neil Haley for their technical assistance, and to the talented Morgan Lawrence, Mickey Rooney, Judy Garland, and Debbie Reynolds, plus my publisher, Wheatmark, and book launch magician, Denise Casino. Last but not least, thanks to the people who have already bought a copy of Confessions of a Movie Addict, and to the reviewers, and to the people who will buy a copy of, movie ad- of uh, <laughs> Confessions of a Movie Addict, and to the people who will enter our random book drawing for a free copy of Confessions of a Movie Addict. Before ending the episode, I want to recommend some other radio shows for you folks. Please check out Comedy Concepts by the hilarious Nancy Lombardo here on Blog Talk Radio, Monday and Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. Also check out the Mom and Pop Shop show, hosted by Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger, over there on the Dreamstream Radio, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And don't you forget all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network here on Blog Talk Radio. There's something for everyone in the Wacko wheelhouse. That's all for now, folks. Let's go out with this rousing rendition of Hooray for Hollywood.
you're terrific if you're even good. Where anyone at all from Shirley Temple. 